You're listening to Thunder Quack Podcast Network. Broadcasting from a hidden rebel fortress long forgotten since the days of the Clone Wars, Commanders Michael Cohen, Matthew Krenke, and their daring crew lead a rebel cell dedicated to bringing you stories of adventure and excitement from across the galaxy. Join them for tales of heroes from the dawn of the Resistance stretching back to the Old Republic. Tales of Jedi and Sith, Rebels and Imperials, technological terrors, and fantastic creatures. Legends so great, you won't believe them. But it's true. All of it. So what are you waiting for? Strap in and get ready to make the jump with Rebel Cells, the Star Wars animation podcast. Hello and welcome back to Rebel Cells, the Star Wars animation podcast for the Star Wars, the Clone Wars episode, Gone with a Trace. I am one of your hosts, Michael Cohen, and with me, as always, my faithful co-pilot, Matt the Crankster Cranky. Hey, what's going on, Mike? Star Wars fans. Hey, good to be back for Ahsoka's return and yeah. an episode where um, I thought it was an okay episode, but there was a couple of instances or a couple of uh, scenes where I just went, whoa, you know, had me on the edge of my seat. and. Yeah. Uh, some chill, so I can't wait to talk about those. But uh, yeah, absolutely, we will in a sec. We will in a sec. Uh, yep. Big news, huh? Or no? We never know. <laughs> you guys know what this is. You know what we're going to yeah. be talking about. Um, so on on what was it? Last Thursday or Friday? The the some people are calling it news. Some people, me, are calling it rumors. Um, broke that. Rosario Dawson has been cast as Ahsoka Tano in The Mandalorian Season 2. Um, this is interesting. It's very interesting for a couple of reasons. Well, the timing. The timing is really interesting because yeah. it happened the day that Ahsoka made her return on The Clone Wars. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Um, which is one of those things that made me go like... I, the 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 source so Screen Rant's pretty good. Screen Rant is not it's not um uh sorry not Screen Rant slash film Peter Serta, or slash film yeah, slash yeah. film slash film was good. They are not Screen Rant. I I mix that up. Screen Rant is awful, and they will publish anything to get a click. Um, now not everybody at at Screen Rant is that way. There are there are some good writers over there, but there are a few. And the whoever does the Star Wars beat over there, for a, a, like a week or two there, they were just clickbait central, and it was driving everybody nuts to the point that somebody set up that fake. Uh, did we talk about this on the podcast? Um, somebody set up a, a fake Screen Rant Twitter no. um, to to troll the the rise of skywalker haters mm. um this was around the time around new york comic-con when the when the 
or not was it yeah new york comic-con right well they had toy fair recently toy fair maybe where whatever con the 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 book was released early at um oh that would be new york comic-con then i would yeah. think right yeah um so yeah, I I around it was around then that 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 happened. But this is this is from Slash Film. I and I so the source is reliable. Mm-hmm. And and they confirmed it with two of their like basically they got it from two sources. So that's great. Um they obviously can't disclose those sources because it would be somebody close to the production and you know, uh, that person doesn't want to, those people don't want to lose their jobs. But, uh, uh, then Variety later confirmed it themselves as well, which makes it seem like this is real, but it's now been what, four or five days. And we haven't heard anything from Lucasfilm or Disney about this. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a really interesting aspect to this that Ashley Eckstein, had scheduled a live stream sort of AMA on her Instagram uh, for Friday. And partway through the day, she was like, hey, so things have been a little bit crazy. I'm going to have to cancel my live stream. Uh, and uh, not reschedule, but just cancel. Um, and then on the weekend, she posted, or maybe it was yesterday, she posted um, uh, uh, a very specific one of the the uh, uh, Clone Wars fortune cookies. Uh, let me bring it up. Now it's not the one from this episode, I don't think. Right? Uh, Never give up hope, no matter how dark things seem. Um, no. Yeah. So like, it's really it's really interesting that that this all kind of happened um around then i i think that um oh okay oh wow she posted something else nine hours ago i haven't seen this yet uh oh okay well i guess this is breaking news for this uh okay Ooh, ooh, oh boy uh, when people need you, you help them no matter what. That's a quote. Uh, when I recorded this line for Ahsoka Tano for the final season of Star Wars The Clone Wars, I decided that this was going to be my personal motto for 2020. I knew I wanted to de- dedicate and use the platform I am given as an actress to help people. I had no idea uh, how true or important that motto would become for not only myself but for all of us in 2020. I also have a belief that you help people with no expectation of receiving anything in return. However, as I write this message, it's really hard to put into words my appreciation for all the help Star Wars fans have given me because I was truly not expecting the outpour of kindness I received. I wake up every day with a mission to spread hope and light, and my heart is bursting with gratitude after being the recipient of so much love from our Star Wars community. From the bottom of my heart, I want to thank you. Last week, a rumor was released about Ahsoka Tano being in Season 2 of The Mandalorian. I've read all of your questions and comments about this story, and thank you for your patience as I've taken the much-needed time to sort through these questions. The truth is, I am not involved in The Mandalorian. I can't answer questions for something I have not been a part of. I am an actress, and I have performed in all types of mediums, live action, film, television, theater, 
uh, voiceover hosting, and it has been my dream for 14 years to continue to play Ahsoka Tano in all forms. I will continue to be grateful for opportunities to help create stories for Ahsoka Tano, and I am always happy to see her legacy continue. I am only one member of a tremendously talented team of people that it takes to bring Ahsoka Tano to life. The final decision for Ahsoka are not decisions for Ahsoka are not mine to make, and I cannot comment on something that I truly know nothing about. However, what I can comment on are my feelings of awe and appreciation for all of your kind words and messages. I've read them all. I wish I could reply to each and every one of you to express my sincere appreciation because the response has been such a beautiful expression of help, love, and light for me and our community. I want to let you know that I see you, and I only wish you knew how much I care. We all want to be heard, seen, appreciated, and visible. One of the worst feelings in the world is to feel invisible. While I see you, I know you see me, and because of the power of Ahsoka Tano and Star Wars, I hope we will continue to see each other and how we can help one another no matter what. We will get through this trying time by helping each other. We're kind of pivoting into a, into a different topic here. Uh, Ahsoka now lives in all of us, and I believe Ahsoka represents what's good in all of us. I really do ask myself every day, what would Ahsoka do? Because I strive to be real to be a real life Ahsoka Tano and we can all be a real life Ahsoka Tano. Wow. This is a long letter. Uh, Another thing I can talk to you talk about right now is star Wars, the clone wars. You helped save the clone wars and it's time to celebrate our beloved series. I am beyond excited and proud of what's ahead. And I promise it's so good. Dave Filoni and the entire cast and crew truly knocked this one, not just out of the park, but out of the universe. These episodes deliver so much hope just when we needed it the most. Uh, for Tano Tuesday, I'll be doing an Instagram live chat at 4.30, so that's happening soon, actually. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah and she'll answer questions about the Clone Wars. Uh, I'd like to answer your questions, so please leave them below in the comment section. I'll try to answer as many as I can. Thank you again, and may the Force be with you. Love, Ashley. So there it is. Um, I, I, that, that, before I was kind of speculating on why she canceled that live stream and then, and then this, um, mm-hmm. this post, but, but this, uh, the, that quote, the never give up hope, no matter how dark things seem, um, mm. the, which I think is also just generally about sort of what's going on in the world right now. But, sure. um, but I think that that makes it a little bit more obvious that, uh, she was she was wrestling with some stuff over the weekend. <laughs> yeah, I think. Yeah. If this news is true, that it's a bit of a blow to Ashley Eckstein, and my heart goes out to her because yeah. I do believe that she has um, really, really taken this character into her heart, and um, and it's it's about more than just um, playing a voice in a cartoon to her. Um, everything she's done with her universe, all of the, the, the work that she's done with things like force for change and, and stuff like that. I mean, like Ashley Eckstein and star Wars are synonymous. Um, and certainly Ashley Eckstein and Ahsoka Tano are synonymous. That said, um, as much as I would love to see her flex her muscles. And I think that she was actually like, there was a, there was a bit of a thing where, where it was, it was kind of, clear to me at least that that she was getting herself in shape for something mm. um there was a lot of like sort of fitness conversation on her instagram and uh and and in in recent months i think she's been looking she's been looking really really fit 
like like she's been uh, exercising and that sort of thing. Not just thin, but like yeah. muscle, right? Like putting right. on muscle. Um, and uh, and and part of me was thinking like maybe this is because she is uh, preparing to play this character in live action um, as she has wanted to, uh, and. Uh, and she's never been shy about that fact about wanting to play the character in live action. Um, but you know, like it to find out through a rumor, <laughs> I think would be a really rough thing for her, which mm-hmm. is kind of a bummer. Um, yeah. also I'm a little bit bummed that if this is true and this is at the end of season two, um, as, as most people are speculating, it will be that it's kind of like the last moment of season two. I, what what a spoiler for all of us i know i right? even thought baby yoda was a spoiler this is right yeah. up there yeah. yeah um yeah so i i would have much rather this stayed a secret until we were supposed to know about it um and more than likely that would have been when the episode aired um that said uh it's out there now so uh, yeah. there's kind of no escaping it, but, but I, I can see how that would be a bit of a crushing blow to, uh, to a dream that, that, that Ashley had. And, and I do like, I, like, honestly, I feel for her. That's it's, uh, it's, it's not dissimilar than when every time I, I, something happens with star Wars podcasting with the community or whatever, and we're not necessarily involved. Um, mm-hmm. it's kind of, I'm like, well, I feel like we're out here. We've been out here for 11 years, almost 12, uh, doing this on, on an almost weekly basis. I, okay. I, and you know, yeah, we don't have the numbers that other people have. Um, I don't know what the reason is for that. Um, but maybe, maybe people just don't like what we have to say about star Wars, but, um, you know, like it's, it's always a bit of a bummer when it's, when other people get opportunities and we don't necessarily get, get invited to the party. So, so like I said, like I can, I can definitely um, relate because it's, it's a, it's, it's one thing to not be included at all. Right. Which like with arrow, uh, when we were doing quiver, the CW and WB, they did not care. The only reason we got Stephen Amell on the podcast is because he wanted to come on the podcast. He said to the fans, like, hey, what podcast should I go on? And we were lucky enough that our that our listeners were quick and they were vocal. And so he picked us and he came onto the podcast. Um, and it was also convenient because we we're both in Vancouver, right? Yeah. Um, so that was lucky. That didn't translate into any special treatment from the CW or, or the WB, even though we were in Vancouver – the whole run of that show um, could have gone to set visits and yeah. and all sorts yeah. of stuff. We never got those opportunities. They never reached out. They never talked to us. I was never able to get into contact with anybody. Right. Um, so like that, it's like when I find out that somebody from IGN or fandom or whatever went to a set visit, it's like, oh, that's a bummer. I would have liked to have been at something like that. That would have been really cool. But also, like we've never been invited to any of that. They don't consider us press. Mm-hmm. Um, they consider us enthusiast press, which is a different category. The difference with with Star Wars is that, like, well, we have been included in stuff from time to time, um, and and uh, it, which is like similar to Ashley's situation, which is the only reason that I bring it up. Uh, it, so, like, you get to play Ahsoka Tano 
as the animated version for 11, 12 years. Um, and then here's an opportunity to, uh, to play the character in live action, something that you've expressed interest in and to find out that they're going a different way because of a, a rumor that, that was posted in an article. Uh, I think like that would suck. That would mm-hmm. just suck. Yeah, shoot, uh, yeah. Cause with us, a lot of the time it's like, Oh, I didn't know that they were doing a screening for that. <laughs> we didn't get invited. Um, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it, it's uh, it, it, I I get it. It's one of those things. I now like, am I happy about Rosario Dawson being cast as Ahsoka Tano? Yeah, sure. I yeah. think Rosario Dawson is a great actor. I I I love her in in a bunch of different things, but really notably, um, she is one of the only good parts of Clerks too. Because <laughs> oh, it's yeah. a bunch of amateur actors, and then and then she's one of the only you know, uh, uh, serious professional, uh, actors in it. Uh, like there's, there's a very small handful in that movie. Um, and then, uh, and then obviously, uh, her character in, uh, in, in the Netflix Marvel stuff. Um, I mean, she was in all of those series and, and she was great mm-hmm. uh, in all of them. So, uh, yeah, I, I would, I would love to see this. I, I, and 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 you know hopefully at this point because now we know hopefully it's true but man i don't know i don't know if they're gonna if they're gonna comment or not um thus far i don't think that lucasfilm has commented at all right like they've just no been been tight-lipped about it which uh, i you put all the things in column a of like well i don't think that this is happening um, I also like. I don't necessarily think Ahsoka Tano in live action is the right move, but you know, that's it's not that's not for me to decide. Um, uh, the other the other bummer part of this is like, oh, now you guys can do it. You couldn't do it for Rise of Skywalker when it kind of mattered a lot, <laughs> yeah. but now you can. Um, that's Dave Filoni influence right there. I yeah. guess. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. The, but the the weirdest part of this is that. The Mandalorian season two wrapped shooting about two weeks ago, I think, at this point. Um, so this this if this is breaking news and that she was just cast, then that means that they are planning to shoot something else, um, which which is interesting to me. Yeah, her uh, own Disney Plus thing, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I don't know. I don't know if 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 it'll turn out that she is in season two or if it'll turn out that this is actually a season three thing mm-hmm. or what the, what the situation is with that. But uh, I don't know. I mean, time's going to tell. Uh, thankfully, I think the Mandalorian is one of the only things that hasn't been uh, severely affected by, by uh, the COVID-19 shutdowns and delays um, because it isn't until November and, um, and they did finish shooting before, before the pandemic really kind of started to break here in, in North America. So, um, so they've got everything in the can. They've, they've got all of their footage. Um, it's just a matter of whether or not Lucasfilm is set up for, you know, sort of their remote working situation, which I'm sure that they can sort out oh, uh, sure. and get back on track. So, so I do think that we will get the Mandalorian on time. Um, those Disney plus series for Marvel are another thing. It sounds like they're probably going to end up being delayed. 
Um, and, and I'm sure that this will end up having knock on effects on the can, uh, the Cassian Andor series. Um, mm-hmm. probably less so with Kenobi because that was shooting was pushed until early next year anyways. Right. So, um, yeah, I, that's, that's kind of where we're at with that. There's some of this is a little bit more faster, more intense, uh, conversation topic, but, but, uh, well, it's Ahsoka, which yeah. is in the Clone Wars. Yeah. And I gotta tell you, I, I was, I want this to be true so bad uh, because while you talk about a character that started off as an animated character, it's going to make the leap to live action. I mean, we have, we even seen that before. Uh, I mean, as a character this big uh, and like I said, I'm just, man, I hope this trick got my fingers crossed cause I would love to see this. And I'll tell you what, you're right about Ashley. Like she, she, she she's got to be what? 90, plus percent and then some of it obviously goes to george and and dave filoni but for making this character what she is now because you talk about ashley being just her attitude positive attitude she's so generous i interviewed her one time way back in 2011 at fan days when this was you know she's kind of first coming out and i interviewed just super nice and her husband was there he was super nice and did just hey come on in talk so just her herself and just the way she is with the community um i think had a huge impact on the character of ahsoka not to mention that like i said the stories and everything but um to see her not get it yeah i can oh man that's a tough one you know like she's been with this character so long she's the voice it's gonna be kind of odd to to potentially hear another voice do ahsoka but but you're right um dawson's awesome um and we've seen other characters get replaced i mean let's not forget you know maul um he was played by two different voice actors uh, and then Ray Park, you got Lando, uh, recently Lando with Donald, you know, Donald Glover, Han Solo, Alden, you know, you talk about shoes to fill. Yeah. So it hasn't been, it's not like this is brand new, you know, this stuff happens. So I don't, I don't think that, that it should be off the table. Right. Um, that, that I, I do think that, that the opportunity to recast these characters for live action or vice versa, right? Um, to have have a different voice actor uh, play an unestablished live action character um, in animation, like I, I think that that's always okay. Um, it's fine, actually. In some instances, it's worked out really well for us, um, and and we've talked a lot on on this podcast and on Frontlines about how Matt Lanter, uh, oh yeah, yeah, uh, came in and and f- for my taste. And I know there's people that'll disagree with me, but for my taste, he's the better Anakin Skywalker. Um, and maybe that's just by virtue of the fact that we get to spend more time with him sure, um, yeah, yeah. Than, than anybody else. But crazy. I mean, yeah. somebody on Twitter had posted the clip of of um, the the battle at the end of of season two with Ahsoka and Vader. Is that the end of season two? Oh, Rebels. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and that 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 moment when she cuts through the mask and then we hear the voice and would it have been cool because because vader was voiced uh on rebels by james earl jones right by the original darth vader there was no uh there was no goofing with that like like that's the real darth vader um, uh, and there are, there are several other people who have played Darth Vader over the years and they've all done great jobs, but that's the no joke, real Darth Vader. Um, 
that mask gets cut open and Matt Lanter's voice comes out, not Hayden Christensen's. Right. Mm-hmm. And yeah. like, I don't think about it in the moment when I'm watching that, like when I watched that clip and I hadn't seen it in a long time. Um, and somebody just kind of, kind of like snipped that out. Um, <laughs> snips. I, uh, that was an unintentional pun. I, <laughs> uh, but they, they, they just posted that specific, like sort of 30 seconds um, of, of Ahsoka's final moments in Rebels. And I, I just watched it and was like, was, was kind of taken aback at how, how great that moment is and didn't even think about the fact that it's Matt Lanter. Mm -hmm. I just thought about like, it's, it's so interesting that like we hear Anakin's voice, right? That it's, that it's, that at a certain point, like that's just Anakin, but yeah. he's not Anakin. He is Darth Vader, but because he's got the glowing red eye and all that sort of thing. And I was thinking like, oh, yeah. And then like the next time we see him with the helmet off, we actually see his face. He doesn't have the glowing red eyes. Well, of course he doesn't. He's Anakin Skywalker again. Right. Mm-hmm. So like that's all I was thinking about was how great it was. How, how what an awesome moment. Um, Ahsoka's uh, apparent sacrifice in that moment. And uh, and. Uh, Matt Lanter's performance because his performance is so good in that. And so it's one of those things where like, would I rather that that's Hayden Christensen? Not necessarily. I think that, that for me, Hayden is, is a good Anakin. um, And I like him in that role. And I like what he did with it in the movies, but Matt Lanter has a lot of scenes across the clone wars. um, And then that one in star Wars rebels that, that really just, like they they destroy they're so good um yeah. i mean like like even even last week's episode uh had had some great moments with anakin um yeah so it, it like should a character always be played by the same actor no right i love alden aaron reich as han solo i love him as that character full stop i don't need to explain myself any further than that I think he does a great job in Solo. Um, it's a character, Han Solo, at a different time in his life than than uh, uh, what Harrison Ford played, right? Um, I, I have a I have an an intruder that's coming in to interrupt me. Hi, <laughs> thank you. Bye. Okay, I'll do that. Bye. Um, yeah, uh, sorry about that. Okay. Uh, obviously, everybody is stuck in the house together, so that'll probably happen <laughs> over the next few weeks. Um, but yeah, I, I, it's Alden. really, it's really not that big of a deal. Yeah, Alden yeah. Aaron solo. Like, I don't think I need to explain it. Like, he's, yeah. he's great. They're all great. Um, they, 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 we have so many great performances to choose from. You brought up Donald Glover as Lando as well, and it was kind of cool that it was like. Lando hadn't come back in the sequel trilogy yet. We got him in Solo first, and then we got him in Rise of Skywalker. Um, and when we see him in Rise of Skywalker, he's wearing an outfit that's much more reminiscent of an outfit that we see in Solo. Right. But that Solo outfit is just, it's a riff on his costume from Empire. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's this cool feedback loop of of inspiration um, and it all works together to create one story. But I always go back to the to the idea of like, you, no one gets mad when they when they go to a production of a Shakespeare play, and it's like, well, 
that's not the original actor that played Hamlet 400 years ago. Right. <laughs> and it's, it's like, yeah, of course it's not. Yeah. Um, we've moved on from that point and, uh, and it's okay that somebody else plays, plays that character as long as they do a good job playing that character. That's the important part. Do they do justice to the character? Um, right. That's all that really matters at the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I think the last thing we'll get into the episode here in a second, but as, along those lines of the rumor stuff, just today, I don't know if you noticed this, the, they also say that Michael Bean has been cast in The Mandalorian as well. That came out from the same guy that I think broke the story about um, Rosario Dawson. So take that for what you will. That just came out today. Of course, Bean has been in Aliens and Tombstone and yeah, um, wow, Michael you know, Bean. Terminator. Yeah. Wow. Michael, what has Michael Bean been up to? Because like, heck yeah. Like I'm, I'm down for that. Yeah. Right. So I, this is another one of those like, you know, like, whoa, that's a, that's a pretty, I mean, like you said, I don't, he hasn't done a, a lot lately, but man, he's been in some of the, some of the biggest movies of all time, you know, especially with aliens and the Terminator franchise. And yeah. he's been in the rock tombstone. Uh, so yeah, it's again, it's just, you know, hasn't he's, been just kind of, he's just kind of been doing one-off episodes of t- different TV series and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, wow. You know, more. Oh no, more I think this is a different actor. That is not the same actor. That you're thinking of, or no? I I'm looking at at uh, IMDb. And, oh, and gotcha. I don't think that this is the same. Anyways, I uh, yeah, uh, let's get let's get into the actual episode. Let's get. Oh, into, let's do it. All right. Let's get into uh, without a trace or without with a trace. Yeah, with, with a trace. Gone, gone with a trace. Gone with a trace. But first, we're gonna break for some ads. Okay, here we go. Gone with a Trace, uh, directed by Saul Ruiz and Kyle Dunleavy and written by Dave Filoni and Charles Murray. Uh, Here we go. Uh, Ahsoka Tano, former Padawan of Anakin Skywalker, travels through bustling Coruscant on her speeder bike. But without warning, the vehicle malfunctions, sending her downward. Finally, she crash lands on a platform in level 1313 of the city planet. Uh, well, I'll do this next paragraph, Mike, yeah. and we'll talk about it. A mechanic named Trace introduces herself, offering to repair Ahsoka's bike. When Ahsoka asks why, Trace has a simple reply. Seemed like the right thing to do. Still, she wants payment for the service, though Ahsoka says she doesn't have any money. So, Mike, we get introduced. Uh, kind of a little recap of uh, – it starts with a kind of a recap of how mm-hmm. Ahsoka left the Order. We all remember, you know, Anakin uh, – we always knew Anakin believed her. Um, she was wrongly accused. Barris Ophi was the one that was actually behind the whole thing, but so we got to get a little update on what she's, uh, where she's been, and what she's been doing, uh, or what happened before this. And uh, we see her. I think this was from the trailer. That I, I just I remember this shot. I think it was from the trailer. Uh, but what kind of stuck out to me was the force theme was playing as she rides through these levels of Coruscant that looked like the area that Dooku met with Sidious in, in episode two. Uh, I, yeah. I think that's, I think that's the same kind of uppers. Like not, that industrial. Industrial. Yeah. 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 And, uh, she meets a uh, trace, Mike, um, a mechanic who has a, this nebula class freighter. She's been kind of working on probably, uh, you know, I, I'm not necessarily stolen, but she's, she's got it. And she's on level 
13, 13, of course, the uh, – the uh, video game that was supposed to come out years ago, or that yeah, I know TV show was a TV show or video no game? video game. That was a video okay game. video game. Yeah, yeah. so cut, we're getting caught up with Ahsoka, and she's got a new friend there. Mike, what do you think? Yeah, um, uh, you know, the, I would say like sort of the the first act of this episode is is kind of the weakest part of it for me. Um, yeah, it 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 really picks up as it goes, but it takes a little little bit of time to get there. Um, but but I do I like these new characters uh, and I and I especially really like spending time uh, on thirteen thirteen again, yeah, um, oh. and and getting to see a different aspect of Coruscant and Star Wars uh, and and a little bit more of sort of how how the the everyman uh, exists on on Coruscant um, and there's some really really interesting views uh within this episode both metaphorical oh, yeah. and actual visuals like like yeah. seeing the the that the wharf at the end um and uh yeah just like seeing aspects of coruscant that we've never seen before which yeah you know right. 20 odd years later <laughs> it's uh it's really cool to still be seeing new new things on that same planet um right we got a little glimpse of episode in episode two of um, you know Anakin was chasing yeah uh, but yeah so this is kind of down there and and maybe if you it's it's interesting that the class structure of you know above Coruscant and then you got all the stuff uh, below it and what's going on down there. like yeah. you said it, here in a second here it really gets into into the people that are at thirteen thirteen and potentially lower in this level so um, go ahead you want to take yeah. this one. Uh, Trace toils on Ahsoka's bike and finally offers to do the work for free. They chat, and Ahsoka tells Trace she's from the upper levels of Coruscant. The mechanic is not impressed. They've forgotten all about us, Trace says of the Jedi, though Ahsoka is careful not to reveal the truth about who she is. Trace dreams of leaving Coruscant, the Jedi, and the war behind, and heading off to the stars with her sister. Now, I okay, here's something that just occurred to me. In reading that last line of, you know, she dreams of heading off to the stars with her sister. Uh, so the last time that we saw Ahsoka, not on the Clone Wars, but on Star Wars Rebels, was when she met up with Sabine and they were about to leave for the Unknown Regions to mm. find Ezra. Mm -hmm. The original story reels for these episodes had a completely different set of characters. Some uh, Nick's something or other uh, was was one of the characters. I haven't like I, again. I didn't watch any of the story reel stuff. It just was not something that I ever put the time into. Um, I so I'm just going off of the information that I have from other people. But the these characters of Trace and uh, and Rafa. Um, they were created for this, this arc, uh, like for, for the, the new version of this arc, mm. uh, that like for, for, for the final season of Clone Wars, um, and put in there. Do you think that if, if the rumors are true that they are working on uh, the Ahsoka Sabine Rebels sequel series, do you think that maybe we'll see Trace or or Rafa in in that series? Well, I could see Trace. 
just yeah. based on this episode, yeah. um, it seems like they have something going. This little this kinship that started off, yeah. obviously, in this first scene. I could see that, definitely. Um, it would be so cool if we came back uh, mm-hmm. whenever that series drops. Again, the rumor was saying that it might even be as early as this year. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, whenever that comes back and it's like Sabine and Ahsoka go back onto her ship and uh, and we see the pilot and the pilot is Trace. Yeah, like how right. cool would that be for it to be? Cause, cause she would obviously be significantly older. Um, cause we're talking about a, a difference of, of what almost, well, we don't really know. Cause we don't know how many years after return of the Jedi that That's is, right. but like, let's say we're, we're around 25 to 30 years later. Mm-hmm. Um, so you'd, you'd have a little bit more of a middle age character. I'd like, that would be so cool. Yeah. Um, Plus, she's a mechanic, so she can you know, exactly. She, sense. Well, and that's exactly what I'm thinking is that like we've got we've got the Jedi former Jedi uh, Force adept uh, Ahsoka Tano, the White, uh, I, and then we've got uh, Sabine, the the Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you know, a warrior and artist, um, and it would be really cool to round out that team with here's here's trace uh a, a mechanic uh and uh uh yeah oh man that would be so cool that would be so so cool so now i've disappointed myself for <laughs> when whenever that comes out but it just it just got me to thinking when it when it says you know trace dreams of leaving coruscant the jedi and the war behind and heading off to the stars with her sister um i don't think her sister is going to make it out of this arc i think that that's one yeah. part of it um, and I'll, I'll say because narratively, uh, Rafa is, is, uh, she's a little bit more in the gray area, uh, right. leaning towards the, 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 the bad guy side than, um, than Ahsoka and Trace. Yeah. I mm-hmm. said then Trace, um, yeah. who, who seems more aligned with Ahsoka, but, um, so, so, you know, like she's, she's up to, she's up to some, some less than, than great deeds. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, yeah, we'll have to. We'll, I, like I, yeah, that generally means from a narrative standpoint that she probably sacrifice herself in order to to help her sister get away from Coruscant and mm, yeah. definitely see that. Yeah, yeah. You know this this scene started out just before the scene too. Trace uh, and a, you know they're working in the shop and Trace questions if Ahsoka is running from something and it, it caused Ahsoka to pause for a second. And then we get into this why you know what's up with with trace and wow this is what this is the moment this is the first moment where i said you kind of i kind of stood up a little bit i had to rewind and go wait a minute look some of the stuff she's saying as far as trace she goes the jedi are running around starting wars policing everything and they forgot about us and and i'm thinking to myself um and even ahsoka she tries to explain too she's like well they're they're not trying they're not doing that they're trying to actually stop the war so people down below yeah are feeling betrayed. They're feeling left out. They're free and forgotten. No wonder, you know, the, the Jedi are, uh, or no wonder that it's easy for Palpatine yeah. to blame them. Exactly. You know what I mean? Because everybody's just like, the Jedi are, this totally makes so much sense. And especially for the movies, you, now it just throws so much more meat into this, this sandwich. Just like, oh, now I can understand why. So I thought that was a great, yeah. a great scene. Um, to, to set up what's going on and what people think down in this lower level. So, uh, you want me to keep going here? Yeah, um, yeah, let's go. Suddenly, a gangster named Pintu enters Trace's shop. He's looking for money owed by Trace's sister, Rafa. 
As his goons corner Trace, she fights back, but soon needs Ahsoka's help. The former Padawan makes quick work of the gangsters, her fighting prowess on full display. The crooks, uh, crooks uh, slink away defeated, but Pintu promises that matters are far from over. So, man, uh, yeah, Ahsoka, Mike jumps in, kicks butt. Um, <laughs> it's even one, uh, there's a point there where it's one of the, you know, quote-unquote bad guys kind of gets kicked right in the nether regions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I just love seeing her kind of, do you think she used the force there when she stopped that punch? Uh, like, like when she grabbed it with her hand? Yeah. Um, possibly. Cause I, I know some people were, were commenting on that. Like she was in the force and I was like, Oh, I guess maybe, I don't know. I don't, it depends yeah. on how hard that guy can punch, but, um, maybe just a quick instance of her using the force there, kind of foreshadowing what's going to happen later. But, uh, hey, and your buddy Bobby Moynihan is back. Yeah, Bobby Moynihan plays, uh, uh, what's his name, Pintu? Pintu, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, great to have him back, of course. Yeah, it's always fun to have him back. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, kicking butt, Mike, uh, Ahsoka takes over. Yeah, it's so great to see her uh, uh, living up to her reputation. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, she doesn't need lightsabers to to be a badass. Yeah. She's a yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's great. It's such a great scene. The choreography of it was so good. Um, yeah. I loved it. Yeah. Uh, here, I'll continue. Uh, Trace and Ahsoka go to tell Rafa about what happened. The street smart Rafa says that she has a new job. Uh, yeah, this is right. Yeah. A new job that will more than cover her debt, though Trace seems skeptical of its legitimacy. Soon, Rafa's client enters the shop with three droids in need of repair. Uh, Ahsoka and Trace work in the rear of the shop. When Ahsoka activates one of the hulking droids, it suddenly glares down and attacks her. Luckily, she triggers the restraining bolt, freezing the droid in place. Ahsoka warns that these load lifters were frauds and prone to violence. But when Trace activates another droid, she does so without a restraining bolt in place. The droid comes to life and quickly tears through the shop, running out into the open. Ahsoka and Trace give chase, but the load lifter is fast, wrecking havoc as it jumps, climbs, and barrels through the streets. So, Mike, these are these binaries. They may make a, a comment of binary load lifters that uh, C-3PO, uh, I believe he worked on those many, many years ago yeah, he, in Star Wars, he, Star Wars, right? He does mention that in A New Hope, uh, that uh, yeah. programming binary load lifters isn't that different from moisture evaporators. I don't see how that's true. <laughs> <laughs> because a load lifter appears to be a giant robot yeah. with pincer hands, um, and uh, a moisture evaporator is a tube sticking out of the ground with little tubes sticking out of it. But, uh, hey, you know what? I'm not a protocol droid. I don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I'll leave it to C-3PO. I believe him. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. <laughs> well, they mentioned, too, that these are previous uh, – I think they said demolition droids that were prone to violence. So, yeah. uh, look out. They uh, definitely put that on display uh, in this. And I'm, I'm watching this, Mike, and I'm thinking – you know, ever since the beginning, I'm thinking, man, there's gonna got to be a point where she's gonna have to almost do like the uh, Clark Kent Superman thing and have to use the Force. And I'm waiting and I'm waiting, uh, and it actually comes. So go ahead, you want to take the next one? Uh, yeah, where are we? Finally, right? Finally, Finally yeah. they track the droid and pin it with their speeder. Uh, when the load lifter begins to to escape and scale a wall, however, Trace leaps onto its back. 
just as it reaches the uh, uh, the above platform, she manages to hit the droid's power switch, but the load lifter starts to slide backward and fall. Um, man, it's I'm just gonna say we're breezing through this episode, uh, and I don't mean to be because it is actually a fantastic episode. I'll have a lot to say when we get to the end of it. I think. Well, let's. I'll read this clip and we'll talk about this here. Or yeah. read this portion just in time. Ahsoka catches them with the speeder's claws and quickly attaches its tow cable to pipe. When that's not strong enough to pull them up, she subtly draws in the speeder droid and trace with the force. And like I said, Mike, I was waiting for this moment because I'm, I'm watching her run around. I'm watching her fight. I'm thinking, man, she's going to pull this out, man. I'm, I can't yeah. wait for this. And sure enough, here it goes. The, the force theme comes out and that was another moment where i just had the chills and like oh man that music anytime i hear that music and and watch uh somebody use the force just like oh man it's a it's a great great visual great feeling and and to see her come out and do that i'm like yeah oh yeah here we go i like that and it's interesting that at this point i don't think anybody noticed but do you have any any thoughts on that there was a kid a, kid, right? Yes. A little kid who knows. Yes, you're right, right, right. But you, you kind of gave her a look like, yeah. Oh, what's that? Yeah, yeah. But nobody else noticed, which I really liked. Um, I, which to me was a subtle reminder to all of the adults watching, like, hey, remember this show's for kids. Um, yeah, I, 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 I really love this whole sequence uh, from the time that the that the load lifter goes rogue. Uh, all the way until till its conclusion. Um, such a great action sequence. The animation on the load lifter is so good when it when it makes that one leap, uh, and uh, and and just kind of like, it, you know what it reminded me of? It reminded me a bit of King Kong. Um, oh, yeah. Just like the idea of like this big hulking thing loose in the city, yeah. climbing around. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they just kind of had a couple of those moments, and I really I really liked. Just kind of like the the visual vibe that I was getting from it, um, and uh, uh, and and Ahsoka and 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 Trace uh, sort of on this adventure. It I I know that the reaction of this episode was a little bit mixed. Uh, yes, uh, it was. I yeah. don't. I look. I have opinions on that. I think that there are a lot of people out there. Uh, I hope not very many of our listeners, I hope none of our listeners are these types of, of people, but they definitely exist, that look at this episode and say, ugh, it's just a bunch of girls, um, and and they're annoyed by that. They don't like it uh, mm-hmm. because the three main characters in this episode are all female. Mm-hmm. Um, personally, uh, I have no problem with that, uh, and in fact, I, I, I actually quite enjoy it. Um, I also really enjoy that that Trace and and Rafa are very different from other characters that we are used to seeing in Star Wars. There aren't a lot of of uh, uh, sort of uh, uh, Latinx characters in Star Wars as it is. Uh, it's a very underrepresented group of people. Um, so having having these characters come in uh and and sort of represent that a little bit although like i think with a lot of star wars characters like like labeling them as one thing or another is a is a difficult thing especially because it's animated so it's kind of um you know i i i might look at some racial traits and go like okay that's what they're going for the accents definitely point in that direction but um 
I, you know, like, like what, whatever you see on screen as these, like the, the, as these, for these characters as representation, uh, like there's a lot of leeway. There's a lot of wiggle room either way with it. Um, but the most important part here is that you have two women who are not white. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Um, which is just to say, it's not that there would be a problem with, with more white characters in star Wars. The idea is that it's not the default, Right. That's not just, you know, I'll just just throw a character in there. Okay, they're white. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. So I I like that aspect of it. And I like the aspect of it that that it is a story about three women Um, and uh, and and all three of them are pretty tough. And that's uh, just I don't know. It's just something that I appreciate seeing. Um, Mm -hmm. And I I feel I've, I've always felt that way. Um, even even since I was a little kid, like I was, I actually always preferred She-Ra to He-Man um, <laughs> when I was younger. So uh, she had a better transformation sequence, I uh, and that's what it was all about. I so yeah, like I like I know that there's a contingent out there that that's kind of whiny for that reason, um, and then there's also the contingent that they're just they're actually they're not actually Star Wars fans. We've talked about this before. They just they just complain about Star Wars. And if all you ever do is complain about Star Wars, other than the original three movies, uh, I don't think you're a Star Wars fan. I think you're a person who likes Star Wars, The Empire Strikes Back, and Return of the Jedi. Um, and there's a fine distinction there. But uh, I don't think anybody here is going to necessarily uh, disagree with me on that. Um, but as I've said several times now uh, over the last few weeks if you don't like these episodes of the clone wars uh, i just don't think you're a star wars fan because this is star wars this is what it is um and it's what it has been for a long time you and i know that mm-hmm. but uh, uh some other people who are just seeing this stuff on disney plus for the first time um they might be starting to realize like oh there's actually a lot more of this star wars content than there is of the other thing and I, uh, for my money, you guys know how I feel. Star Wars Rebels is the best. Clone Wars comes in very close to that. Um, and and there are you know three or four out of the the ten movies that I would that I would have sort of lined up after that. Like Star Wars is so much more than just the films, um, and and the Clone Wars is is very responsible for that. Um, I don't know that we would have Star Wars in the state that we have it today if not for this series. Oh, man. Yeah. And this story that they're telling, like, yeah, this episode's a lot of setup. And I think that 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 this this upcoming episode will kind of continue that. And then we'll have two more episodes to to really get into the action. But um, I love it. I love what they did with this one. Uh, There's. There's also an aspect of it. The Bad Batch arc was good. I liked it. Um, I had a lot of fun with it. Mm-hmm. And there were some cool, subtle moments in it. And there was definitely, we talked about the the, the sort of uh, increase in quality to the animation. Right. Um, this episode is better from a cinematic uh like sort of like cinematography um uh, i guess is the better word to use uh, uh viewpoint and certainly from a performance viewpoint for these characters than anything else in the clone wars 
I'm not saying that it's my favorite episode. I'm not saying that the story is the best. Um, I think that the story is great, but when I look at, uh, Rafa in particular, her performance, the subtlety in the, in sort of these cues and stuff like that, that she's giving the way that she tilts her head or sort of, uh, uh, you know, side eyes, Ahsoka stuff Mm -hmm. like that. Just the way that that character moves is beyond anything in any of the Star Wars animated stuff, any of Lucasfilm animations work thus far. It is the best we've seen mm-hmm. up until this point. That fight sequence with Ahsoka is incredible. Like I said, the chase with the load lifter is so good. Um, and there are just some shots in this. Uh, I just recently watched the movie with Kara. We watched we watched Star Wars The Clone Wars, the, the 2008 theatrical release. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um for the first time in, I mean, first time Car has seen it. First time I've watched it in years, and I watched it and I was like, okay, yeah, we've definitely come a long way in twelve years. Um, but I was also like, this is still pretty dang good. But there was a lot of very animation style shots. There was a lot of weird Dutch angles, and it was definitely directed like a cartoon show. Whereas somewhere around season three, we started seeing less of that and more of the cinematic sort of more more for film mm. uh, attitude. Yeah. This episode takes everything that's been done in that direction and just cranks it past 11, past 12, <laughs> past 13. There are some shots in this that I was just like, wow, what they're doing with depth of field, with the framing. You can just tell that Dave, uh, along with, with the rest of the the team has Joel Aaron in particular, I think uh, uh, learned so much over the last decade um, and brought it into this episode. And it's so good. And I'm so excited to see where this storyline is going because if this is how the first episode goes, uh, like I think it's only going to get better, but um, yeah. Do do you want to, do you want to wrap up this, this? Oh, sure. Let's do it. Okay. Yeah. Let's do it. Um, like I said, I wanted to stop and kind of give this episode its 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 just uh, uh, representation because I think it 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 it's not getting the credit that I think that it deserves. And this is hey, uh, for anybody who was tired of us griping about Star Wars Resistance, this is why. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. This is why, and it's not that we didn't like Star Wars Resistance. I did. I watched every episode of that show, and I'm gonna watch it again with Kara. Um, and and you know, like I, I do, I do think that Star Wars Resistance is good. It's just not this. Right. <laughs> and I that's that the first episode. Yeah, yeah. That's the 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 I think uh, metric that we were holding it against. And which is maybe not fair, but but like Clone Wars is this good. <laughs> Star yeah. Wars Rebels was this good when it was great. And I I yeah, it's a, it's it's something else. It's on another level. So I, I don't think that Resistance, even at its best, ever got close to as good as this episode of Clone Wars. Right. And that's that's just, that. that's my opinion. Some I other people might that. disagree, but but like we love this stuff <laughs> just in case it was ever in doubt. We do love these star Wars animated shows. Resistance was just a bit of a, of a rough patch, I think. Yeah. Um, 
Back in the shop, Trace and Ahsoka argue with Rafa about the droids. Rafa refuses to dismantle them, but promises to do the right thing. Uh, later at the wharf, Rafa meets up with Trace and Ahsoka. Rafa says she charged her client double, paying off Pintu and earning enough for uh, new tools. Still, Ahsoka and Trace are troubled by Rafa's actions. When Rafa departs, the new friends head back to the shop to finish work on Ahsoka's speeder. So, yeah, you know, Rafa gives the droids back and she she makes some uh, some credits on it, like she says, doubles and pays off Pinta. So she's got Pinta off her back. But yeah, it does it does make you think about what's going on with Rafa. And um, I think you're right, Mike. Like this is going to be a split where Rafa and Trace are going to maybe possibly go on different directions. I don't know quite yet, but they're yeah. certainly setting some up because the relationship between Ahsoka and Trace right now is it's, it's building already, and uh, we'll see if it if it continues to do so next week. So, um, other than that, though, like I said, uh, an okay episode for me uh, with some great some great little nuggets in there oftentimes with these episodes like they're fine for me and then there's some great stuff in and i think that's what we got with some email and i believe that's that's brian kofer that's my uh my cousin from um man he's roughly you know maybe a few years younger than me but we used to play star wars all the time when we got together as kids so he uh he thought it was kind of meh so he's an older uh older fan like i am so i think and i don't know like when we talk about meh, I think like you mentioned earlier, Mike, like it was like, here's this, this is a setup episode. You got to set up characters. Yeah. Um, so you're not going to get the the stuff, you know, it's not going to be cranking right away. So I can understand why some people are kind of like, Oh, it was okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm just waiting for the stuff, which is, I think what Zach Williams is saying in the next email, Mike, um, go ahead. You want to take it? Yeah. Uh, Zach Williams, uh, also, uh, commented on Facebook, uh, uh, facebook.com slash rebel cells podcast. And he said, it was good. I liked it. Not really sure how it's going to lead into Mandalore and mall, but not bad. So, um, if there's confusion there, this is not that arc, right? Uh, there are the, the final season of clone wars consists of 12 episodes, three, four episode arcs. This is the middle arc. Dave, Filoni talked about it uh, on the Clone Wars download last week that um, the first arc was the Bad Batch and it was really kind of focusing on on the clones and Rex finishing up the that storyline um, by sort of bringing closure with Echo. Uh, and then this arc is, is dedicated to Ahsoka and her new friends uh, that we've been introduced to in this, in this one. Um, although I think we are going to see some familiar faces as it goes on. Uh, but, uh, but it's, but we're going to be focused on Ahsoka here, the final arc. So the final four episodes are the siege of Mandalore. So I don't know that this will directly lead into Mandalore, uh, into that storyline. I think maybe it will end with her getting the call from Anakin of like, Hey, I need your help. Yeah. Um, right. So we'll see, we'll see how that goes, but this is not that story. They are separate arcs. Um, so yeah. I cool. Well, you know, uh, that's it for this week. Yeah. I thank you guys for listening. Uh, as always, you can stay up to date with all the latest star Wars animation news by heading to rebel cells.com. 
Uh, and uh, you can follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Rebel Cells Podcast, on Twitter at Rebel Cells, and on Instagram at Rebel Cells. Uh, you can also follow me on Twitter and Instagram. I am at ArcWolf, A R K W U L F, and Matt is at The Crankster. That is Crankster <clears throat> with a K. Yes. Uh, you guys know we're part of the Thunderquack Podcast Network. Head to thunderquack.com to check out all the other great podcasts in the network. And if you like what you heard, you can support us in three ways. First, Go to the podcast service of your choice and leave a rating and a review. In fact, go to like two or three podcast services. It doesn't hurt. Um, ratings and reviews are the best way for new listeners to find us and for us to grow the Rebel Cells and Thunderquack community. Uh, so we really appreciate everybody who does uh, take the time out of their day to do that for us. Um, we, we it, it would be really great if more people could do that. Um, the, the second way is by going to store.thunderquack.com to pick up some merchandise. Uh, you can get, uh, some cool stuff that I don't think you can get anywhere else. I, I, I've got one design inspired by Kanan's pauldron, uh, from star Wars rebels, uh, from season one. And, uh, I, I made that design because I went to star Wars celebration in 2015 and mm-hmm. all I wanted was a, was a green t-shirt with that on it and yeah. could not find one. So I made one. I uh, <laughs> nice. So yeah, if if you're down for that, that's there. Um store.thunderquack.com. Uh and uh last but not least, you can head to patreon.com slash thunderquack and kick in with your monthly pledge of support. Get some cool rewards in the process. Uh and uh, uh yeah, we th- uh, thank everybody who does that. Everybody who listens that's a, a Patreon supporter. Uh we we can't do this without you. You guys are the best. Uh but that is it for this week's episode. Uh, next week we've got deal no deal uh, when trace martez pilots her prized ship on a mysterious job arranged by her sister rafa ahsoka is alarmed to learn they are transporting the evil pike transporting for the evil pike syndicate fearing that her ship may be at risk trace makes a rash decision that puts them all in peril in deal no deal an all-new episode of star wars the clone wars this friday march 27th on disney plus and i uh, to everybody out there, stay safe. Uh, stay home <laughs> if yes. you can. Um, uh, and if you can't because your job requires you to go out, as Matt's does, uh, th- uh, thank you uh, for for doing that um, and for putting yourself at risk on, on the front line uh, I, of this uh, situation. Um, it's, uh, it is appreciated. Uh, but if you can stay home, stay home so that the people who are out there who have to be, uh, I, that they're protected. Um, so just, just a little note there at the end of the episode. Thank you guys for listening. Yeah. Uh, and we'll be back next week. Mm-hmm.